This is the final part of a three-part series featuring Jim Gould, the president of the Floor Covering Institute. Lumber liquidators. Um, we all recall the, the situation that happened. How long ago was that? A year, year and a half ago? It was actually about nine months ago. Was it? Okay. You're talking about the raid and the uh, raid, the and uh, yes, and um, several suits, many of which had had been dropped. Is this is this over? Are we going to see another shoe fall on this? Well, I, I don't think that the government can allow it to be over. I think that um, whether they are guilty or not, which I honestly have no opinion on, I think the government, ever since the Gibson guitar case, has been looking for someone that they could show the industry they're serious about the Lacey Act and that uh, wood that is harvested illegally based on the laws of the country in which it's harvested is something that they will seriously enforce. And um, so whether or not they are guilty, and they've, they've made such a row with the uh, uh, rating of, their head, of Lumber Liquidators' headquarters, I don't think they can afford to have a message sent to the industry that, it, the the issue is just going to be dropped, no prosecution whatsoever, no out-of-court quick settlement for a low price, because that would tell the rest of the industry Lacey Act really is not important. So, uh, fortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, Lumber Liquidators, I think, was picked as the sort of scapegoat to prove to the industry that this uh, law, Lacey Act, does have teeth and will be enforced. If anyone violates it, they need to be uh, concerned about the government action. So, again, whether they're guilty or not, I don't know, but I don't think we're going to see a drop. By the way, it took nine months after uh, the government actually took action against Gibson Guitar. Um, it's been nine months against lumber liquidators, but this case is huge compared to uh, the Gibson Guitar case. It's probably a hundredfold larger, and um, it's much more complex. And it's easy to, to sort of determine if rosewood and teak are, or rosewood and ebony are uh, illegally harvested. It's a little more difficult when you're talking about white oak from coming in from Russia. I see. Well, now, if I'm not mistaken, and refresh my memory on this, the whole investigation of this thing was done by a third party whose name I can't remember. Environmental Investigation okay. Agency, EIA. And for those of your listeners that have not watch the uh, video that's on YouTube or read the report. It's a very interesting uh, segment that you're right. Th this green group with the name Environmental Investigation Agency spent their money and time and effort to do all of the research, which literally handed the government a, a case against a, yeah. a potential violator and um, puts lumber liquidators in the awkward position of having to defend themselves when the government really didn't do any of the research themselves. Well, that's that's very interesting and would would cause one to wonder how this whole thing began in the first place. Why lumber liquidators? Why not somebody uh, else? I know going back a number of years, I, I've always thought that one of the major wood flooring buyers, whether it's Depot, Lowe's, CCA, lumber liquidators, someone was going to be on the government's radar. Fortunately, I guess, for the industry is that uh, the government hasn't had a lot of money or time to spend doing investigations, and here the case was pretty much handed to them on uh, by the EIA. Well, what is this all going to mean to the industry if the worst happens? What is that going to mean, would you well, say? Well, I think that uh, companies 
the the really good companies here in America have all always been on notice that you don't mess with uh, violating the the Lacey Act. The savings are not worth the risk, and so I'm pretty confident that most of the American companies are either uh, buying in buying uh, raw material that they are guaranteed or have done enough research to know that it's it's legally harvested or even domestically grown, which uh, um, most of the, the American wood is, uh, all of the American wood is legal, we know that. So, um, I don't know, I, th- I think that the uh, government is, is, that the industry is not really at risk of having some major thing happen other than giving notice to everyone else around the world that um, if you don't, if you want to sell in the U.S., you better have legally harvested product. I've gotcha. Um, last topic that I want to bring up is the International Surfaces Event East. Uh, takes place October 19th through the 22nd at the Miami Beach uh, Convention Center. I know that you'll be there. You go to all these things. You couldn't <laughs> stay away. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? How big a show are we going to see? Well, I, it, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going down because the I'm on the board of uh, National Wood Flooring Association, and we have our board meeting concurrent with the Surfaces East event. So I'll be curious. It'll be the first time I'm on that showroom floor uh, to see it. It's in a uh, heavily uh, ceramic market. It's a huge market share in that region is uh, ceramics, but Surfaces in the past has been known for just about every product other than ceramic. It's obviously targeting coverings, an established show in Florida uh, that last year was in Vegas. Um, as a competitor, so it'll be interesting to watch exactly how successful they are. Again, it's uh, early to tell, that even if this show is somewhat uh, just a startup show, it'll be something we'll have to watch. Well, the, well the, the major players in the ceramic industry around the world and here in the United States are the owners of coverings. It would right. seem like it would be difficult to have a competitive show without these players being involved in it. And I think Surfaces recognizes that, and therefore they're not making this a ceramic show, but rather a floor covering show that has all products in there. I see. Last question on uh, on the uh, International Surfaces event East. Um, Miami. What are your thoughts on Miami? Uh, you mentioned coverings, and coverings home has been really in Orlando. Um, is that is that uh, the highest potential place for a... Uh, for, for an East Coast version of surfaces? Um, I, I don't know what drove them to Miami, what their thinking was, but uh, it, like I say, it's, it's a market that's about 80% uh, ceramic, and so it's, it seems a little odd, but um, I, I have no information about that. Well, I will see you there. Are you doing any seminars or anything? Uh, I'm not going to this uh, this show, mainly because of the wood flooring uh, association meeting but um, I'll be talking at surfaces in January uh, in Vegas so I'll see you both in Orlando uh, in Miami and in some of these other shows you've got it I'll, I'll be there and Jim it's always great having you on here we will have you on when you uh, when you and Stuart Hershorn are uh, releasing your LVT work. I'd be anxious to uh, to talk about that I look forward to talking about it always great having you on see you in Miami Thanks, Dave. We've been talking with Jim Gould. He is the president of the Floor Covering Institute. 
This is Flow Radio.